Time for Radio Salon. This is where our expert panelists join us to discuss a particular issue. And we're going to introduce our panelists first. Uh, for our uh, uh, first panelist, independent legal researcher with Lockwant LLC, Professor Jung Hwang in the studio. Hello. Morning, Henry. And also joining us from North Korean Studies, uh, University Institute of North Korean Studies at Yonsei, we have Dr. Pong Young-sik. Dr. Pong, good morning to you. Good morning. We're talking about this upcoming Seoul mayoral race. There are two big races. Busan is a major one. Uh, of course, we live in Seoul. Uh, this is TBS, so we'll focus on that first, but hopefully we'll also get to uh, cover the Busan mayoral race as well, because that's becoming very interesting and maybe even closer than uh, people think. Let's talk about Seoul, though, because I think the consensus among pundits and the media and everybody is that there are five major candidates that have the best shot to win. That could change. I don't think a lot of people had uh, uh, believed that Park Won-soon had any reasonable shot in the lead-up to that primary race to become the Seoul mayor uh, when he famously defeated uh, Park Young-sun to unify that opposition candidacy. But the five major candidates as it stands right now are first on the conservative opposition bloc. They are terming it the so-called Big Three is An Cheol-su, uh, the uh, head of the Kuomintang, uh, the the People Par- Party, and then two uh, candidates from the People Power Party, Na Kyung-won and Oh Se-hun. All three have, in the past, run for Seoul mayor. On the ruling party side, you have two candidates as well. Uh, Park Pa Young-sun, the uh, now former Minister of SMEs and Startups, also a, a former prominent National Assembly member, and then former ruling party floor leader, Oo Sang-ho, another long-term-serving long-term, uh, uh, ruling party lawmaker. Both candidates have also, uh, in the past, run at least in the party primaries for Seoul mayor. So no new faces here. Uh, five pretty major political heavyweights, uh, we can say. And we're going to talk about each one individually and, and get our sense of what they are going to be standing for or, or pushing for. Starting with Dr. Pong, I guess, um, overview. Who are you going to vote for? <laughs> I'm just joking. Well, what is your overall view on the race? Well, um, I can tell uh, our listeners of whom I'm not going to vote for. Okay. Uh, the uh, Any candidate from the ruling Democratic Party Ooh. and uh, any candidate from the PPP. Wow, that narrows basically, it down. Basically quite for the same reasons. One, I do not like a person or any organization uh, who makes uh, you know, promises uh, they cannot keep. That's a very irresponsible and unethical behavior. So it is okay for the members of the ruling party to change the bylaw to produce a candidate for this mayor uh, elections in both Seoul and Busan, which happened to take place because of this uh, sex violence scandal. Mm-hmm. That's okay if you uh, that's your decision. Um, you know it's your prerogative. Uh, you know as uh, members of the party, but um, I would expect far more responsibility for any person. When it comes to keeping the promise, okay. so I cannot uh, vote for a candidate coming from a party that uh, has failed to keep the promise. What about PPP? Th- then? Yeah, I mean that's my next question, and the PPP is also subject to the same accusation. At least for me, the main uh, dec- reason for the impeachment of President, former President Park Geun-hye by the Constitutional Court ruling. Um, is, if you remember, um, her, her refusal to keep and protect the Constitution. She simply refused to 
keep her promise to have a full cooperation uh, for the prosecutor's office for the investigation. Mm -hmm. And the PPP, by my standard, has not fully endorsed the decision made by the constitutional court uh, for the impeachment of President okay. Park Geun-hye. So um, I'm really... So no ruling party, no PPP. No. If An c h e l s u joins the PPP, you, won't, you wouldn't support him then because you said no PPP. So I guess it would be... No, I'll, I'll, slip, would be the I'll, I'll slip on the question. Okay. We have uh, many days left. Yes, we But, do. But, um, you know... Okay, so as it stands... Why dissatisfaction? But overall, what you're saying is that promises made, but promises not kept. Uh, Professor Huang, uh, before we get into the specific candidates, what is your overall view of the race so far? I personally am kind of uh, suspicious whether you know, individual candidates really matter in the sense that wouldn't it be actually the you know, presidential approval rating that will really drive at least mm-hmm. in the Seoul mayoral mm-hmm. election? I mean, if the... Presidential uh, approval rating is, you know, really positive. I think the whoever comes out of the uh, uh, the ruling party will have, you know, a big upper hand. And if the approval rating goes, you know, uh, you know, far south, far more south than it is now, then I think the opposition party candidate will have the upper hand. And you know, with uh, the election being in April, it's kind of hard to predict what the approval rating will be at that time. And you know, no matter what these candidates try to do in terms of you know campaign promises, I'm not really sure they can truly differentiate them. But you know, apart from the, this, this macro trends and how people are, uh, you know, uh, happy. with what the central government is doing. That's interesting. And uh, I I have to uh, express my uh, very um, deep sadness in my heart that uh, uh, I have to agree with uh, uh, Professor Huang. You're sad uh, that you have to agree with him or you're sad that there's a thing to be said? I'm sad that uh, I have to agree (laughs) with uh, his points that uh, we do not uh, have an attractive, reliable, viable candidates in this mayoral election because I'd like to cite the uh, uh, statement made by uh, Mr. Cho Jong-hyun, who's the lone member at the National Assembly from his party, Shide Jong-hyun, the party of New Era. And uh, he made a very uh, bold decision to abandon his seat, only seat for his party at the National Assembly and uh, declare his candidacy. But uh, his uh, statement is that we cannot solve the problems in the city of Seoul in the year 2021 as one of the 10 major cities in the world by applying the method that used to be working during the era of the industrialization, 1970s and 60s, or the method that has been used by the era of the democratization. by so-called the 5A6 generation. We need uh, new methods. Okay. And uh, among those five candidates, do we really have a new face? Do no, we, we really do not have, have a new face. face right. But, um, so the, it's uh, very likely that we are not want. going to have uh, fresh new revolutionary ideas. That is why uh, from the standpoint of a very humble citizen and uh, plain voter, then I'm saddened. And I'm also saddened uh, to uh, agree with what uh, has been said by another potential candidate, Mr. Ho Kyung-young. He said that, wait a minute, we cannot solve the realest problem in the city of Seoul with a tech check. Meaning that 
It's always reactive, responsive, ad hoc. What we need is, according to Master Ho, we need 정책, real estate policy. Mm-hmm. We have to lead you know, the real estate market problem. We cannot be just reactive to the problems. You know, you've just outed yourself because you said, I don't like any of the major candidates, uh, but you're speaking quite highly of Ho Kyung Young. So I think our listeners are going to come to a conclusion now uh, as to who you might be voting for in this upcoming election. I don't want to uh, specifically say one way or the other. I have lived in my uh, childhood adolescence in the era so-called Three Kims, Kim Young-sam, Kim Dae-jung, Kim Jong-pil. The Three Kim era lasted, I counted, 46 years. 46 years, Korean voters dealt with basically three same political leaders. Are we going to live okay. in the same way for the next 46 years? Right. Are we going to talk about the industrial generation, 5A6 generation? I'm sad. You're sad. Um, to, to get the train back on the track with the current candidates, albeit uh, Dr. Bong not satisfied with them, let's talk about the guy with the, the highest name ID, Professor Huang. So he was at one point that person that uh, Dr. Bong talked about. Oh, fresh face, so new, new politics. And I'm going to bring this wind of uh, fresh air into this uh, old, tired way of doing things. I think that kind of um, the bloom off the rose has kind of fallen off now. He's no longer considered a guy who's representing new politics anymore. Uh, and again, this is sort of the thing that's synonymous with Trump. Um, where, where he's always kind of painting himself as a winner. Unfortunately for An, and this might have set some of his few supporters, is he's got the loser label attached to him now. He's, he's right. lost very badly in successive elections, presidential elections, uh, f- finishing third, the, la- the last uh, Seoul mayoral race finishing third. What does he have to give here besides name ID that you think is a viable path for him to win? Well, obviously, I think he has to, you know, some, somehow absorb m- 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 all of the PPP support. I think that's his end game. Um, I mean, he wants to sort of, you know, t- t- take the have middle. his cake and eat it too approach. Exactly. Though. Yeah. I mean, by not joining PPP, he wants to appeal to the, you know, kind of the medium voters. But at the same time, you know, convincing the PPP that, you know, if they all run, then they'll they'll all lose. So, you know, let's go go for unified candidate. And I guess his calculation then is that he can win that, you know, unification primary, however it turns out. So, you know, that's his best scenario. But as you mentioned, you know, his track record isn't really stellar, having come, come in third in both presidential election and Seoul mayoral elections. So let's see if his political know-how has improved since then. Yeah, and so he's got his former aide, close confidant, and now they had fallen apart. Kim Tae-sup, who used to be a part of the ruling party, now left the ruling party, and he's in the race. So it kind of right. kind of is in his lane, maybe not taking enough away, but his lane seems to be that I don't, I'm not uh, for the conservatives, I'm not for the liberals, I'm my own thing, and uh, I'm very vague in my policies, <laughs> and I'm going to be vague so that people still support me. It's not a formula that's worked so far. However, he's going to try to now usurp whatever he can with the uh, conservative side. What do you think about An Su, and how do you think he's going to interact with these other two guys, uh, the, the, the so-called big three members, Na Kyung-won and Oh Se-hun? Yes, um, um... I'd like to add some points to uh, Professor Huang's uh, comment that uh, the answers uh, has to overcome the stigma and not being labeled as a loser but as a quitter. Mm. I mean, he has not really finished any races he has been involved in. So, um, in order to demonstrate to the voters that uh, now Mr. Anchor is a really reliable, viable candidate, 
updating to the position as a mayor of the, one of the major cities in the world, and he has to demonstrate that he has grown up as a political leader. Uh, so we have to look forward to seeing him you know, showing his uh, you know, improved quality as a political leader, uh, which is you know, far from 100% certain. And Mr. Oh Se-hun said that uh, he uh, wants to redeem all the you know, wrong things that has happened to the city Doesn't of Seoul. Doesn't he also have a quitter problem image? No, I mean, he made a promise that uh, he, he uh, was going to, you know, uh, leave the post if that, you know, agenda for the free, free meal, school lunch, uh, right, yeah. uh, did not pass. So in that regard, that he kept his uh, words. But at the same time, this is not a personal redemption game for anybody. Uh, Oh Se-won's past record is not something that is very positive. So uh, his appeal to the voters that uh, he deserves a second chance may not be that, you know, effective. Are we going to give uh, a person who has not made a you know, splendid track record uh, another chance, yeah. another opportunity? And somebody who's lost other elections in the past as well for National that Assembly. That too, right? Yeah, and so he's not, he doesn't, as, again, have a track how many, record. How many uh, new opportunities does he deserve? But he's always talked about as a presidential candidate, which I guess kind of gives him that heavyweight status, at least what the uh, media does. Uh, your thoughts on some of the other candidates, Professor Huang? So if you turn to the, uh, the ruling party candidates, Park Yong-sun and Woo Sang-won, mm-hmm. I think the, uh, the dynamic is a little different in the sense that, you know, the, the three candidates we, we talked about from the opposition camp, that is An Chul-su, Na Kyung-won, Woo Sang-won, they're all banking on the fact that you know, people are getting, you know, kind of sick and tired of the current administration. So by sort of going against everything that the administration has done, they can, you know, capture the middle as well as the, uh, the you know, the kind of uh, the conservative votes. When, uh, the, the calculation has to be completely reversed for Park Yong-sun and Woo Sang-won. They have to hope that, you know, the approval for uh, the the, the current administration improves between now and, and, and April, and they can so, sort of, you know, ride a coattail. Of course, they yeah. have to beat each other to get the uh, uh, the nomination, but in the end, I think their f- ultimate fate as to be a successful candidate will be tied to the people's approval of the current administration. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't talked about Nagyang won yet, and I think uh, we should do so because it does look like right now she is the favorite candidate to come out from the conservative side. Uh, you, you mentioned well, isn't too early to, to say that. Uh, I'm just saying from what people believe in terms of internal party support as well as Oh Se-hoon sort of stumbling out of the gate when, oh, I'm just, you come into no, the no, party. No, no, Henry, you got to be careful the... as a middle-aged man that there are three things that you never <laughs> make predictions. One is a marriage, mm-hmm. trial, and election. Right. You never know. Thank you for On... that advice. I'm saying right. at this point, right now, it looks like Nagyeon has the advantage. Tell, tell us about her strengths her weaknesses, and, and why you might support her or not support her? Well, um, I don't see her strength or weakness because I do not hear anything so, you know, particular or anything so unique uh, from her you know, uh, campaign speeches. So what do you think of her image? She has a, had a very harsh image, a very partisan, um, polarizing image as a floor leader. She has been, you know, identified as a polarizing politician when she was a, the leader of the, you know, opposition party, right? But this is a mayoral election, so um, programs that are designed to help enhance the quality of life for citizens in Seoul may may, may matter more than mm-hmm. the partisan, you know, competition. 
Let's and her leadership. But um, what I want to see from all candidates, including these so-called five major you know, candidates, is um, practice and promise of something uh, tied to common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, no promises that, that they will bring us um, stars, moon, you know, mm. whatever from the sky would not cut. As I said, that people are tired of being disappointed by politicians not keeping the promises, not keeping the promises. Yeah. They're only making excuses. So I'd like to see a candidate who would uh, argue for the future of Seoul based upon practice of common sense. Let me cite a line from the movie Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth said that, guys, this is common sense, which is a most English, English virtue. Mm. Common sense can be most Korean virtue too. especially in time of COVID-19 and so many uncertainties and anxieties. Yeah, that, that's the Elizabeth movie starring Kate Blanchett from long, yes, long yes. time ago. Yeah, <laughs> like 50 years ago. Obscure reference to point out there. Uh, policies, real estate, because we're talking about Na Kyung-won. She, she kind of seems to be pushing forward with her thing. There was this famous uh, anecdote where she went down to the Unma apartment area in Gangnam and kind of bemoaning the, the, the quality of the buildings there. And saying, oh, you know, we got to really fix this up. They've been waiting for the redevelopment of that project for decades now. And then Woo Sang-ho, the uh, the ruling party candidate, came back and said, oh, yeah, I mean, I feel bad about those residents there. But those apartments are 2.3 billion won on average. What about these guys who live in the half-basement type of places who don't even have any conception of even remotely having even any type of prosperity like that? How important do you think real estate is going to be and and how that's going to be shaping the voters' minds? Well, they will all have campaign promises about real estate to a large degree, but I think one thing you have to remember is that uh, the uh, Seoul City Council is uh, mostly uh, uh, the Minju Party uh, councilmen, so if the opposition party actually captures the mayor, With the uh, central uh, central government under you know the Minju Party as well as the city council under the Minju Party control, you sort of have to wonder you know, how much the, the Seoul mayor as an right. opposition party figure can actually they can you know, coordinate impl- with Sacho District, which is the only district right now in Seoul exactly. that's controlled by the opposition. But to the extent that you know it, it cannot be uh, you know usurped by the city council, basically. So I, I think Seoul mayor 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 who gets if it comes from the opposition party will have you know a tough time kind of coordinating. with the central government as well as the city yeah. council for any kind of sweeping reforms that they, they promise. Arguably, that is what led to um, Oh Se-hoon, his initial downfall as Seoul mayor, because the council was controlled by Democrats, exactly. and they pushed through that free school lunch program, which he was so vehemently opposed to, put it to a referendum and said, look, I stake my mayoralship. Was that the right political move? His uh, uh, conservative politicians say that mistake led to 10 years of you know, this liberal rule by Park Won-soon. Like, and so uh, that was like his butterfly kind of, effect. yeah, yeah. And so that, that the, what they kind of blame him for, for this wilderness stage for the conservatives. What do you think it's going to take then? I, I, I know, I, I, let's not get too cynical, Dr. Bong, about all oh, of the, everybody's bad and we don't cynical, like anybody. I'm just but feeling sad. What, what will it take for the conservatives to win the hearts and minds of the people? Because it does seem like the conventional wisdom of how the kind of landscape has been with the dwindling approval mm. ratings of the president and the ruling party is that In Seoul, it looks like the opposition has an advantage here, and they can win this, and uh, they have a very good chance. It seems like you're talking about the situation two weeks ago. The, now, the current situation... You think it's shifted very, yeah, very, against the very, opposition? Very competitive. So what do they have to do now. to recover that advantage? 
Well, I mean, you got to be uh, commonsensical. You got to uh, base your judgment on common sense because uh, citizens in Seoul are not easily duped by, you know, empty promises. So you have to make a promise that uh, you can keep because any, um, you know, inflated promise uh, will not be persuasive to the ears of the voters anyway. So you got to be really accurate and honest about your you know, campaign programs and platforms. And uh, I mean, you have to demonstrate that you are committed to fulfilling your promises, right? You cannot just count on the windfall effect, you know, just uh, you cannot expect to win the election because the voters will turn their backs against the, yeah. uh, your comp- comp- competing, you know, opposition party. If you look at this right now, then Professor Huang, in your... Um, In your go, what do you think is going to be the most resonant thing right now for the voters? Do you think it's real estate? Do you think it's, um, I I don't know what they're going to do with this North Korea issue, which probably we can talk about in a later thing about the whole nuclear problem. Is that going to be the thing that changes voters' minds? Uh, It does look like, um, you know, if it's two female candidates against each other, it's a different dynamic. If it's going to be two male candidates against each other, it's going to be a different dynamic. So still a lot of unknowns. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, if you look at the polls, I mean, you know, you, you see changing, you know, approval ratings, as you know, Dr. Bone mentioned. But another thing to note is that you know, most of the polls show undecided voters accounting for about 40 percent, which means that, you know, between now and April, depending on, you know, whatever happens yeah. in the news cycle, you know, these 40 percent of votes could, could be, you know, sprinkled in, in, and yeah. you know, pushed anywhere. So, you know, at this point, to to make any kind of a strong prediction, I think will be a fool's error. And the Professor Huang hobby horses, if you handle COVID-19 well, that's going to have the big, biggest factor in the election in your view? Yes, and so far, I think, you know, the people are sort of a little getting tired of the, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the heavy-handed measures as well as the fact that, you know, the, the positive cases are still, you know, yeah. in the four, five hundreds. So, yeah. you know, it's not exactly something that the administration is, you know, boasting about too much these days. What good performance should be duly rewarded if uh, the uh, ruling party and the city of Seoul um, are going to deal with the COVID-19 situation effectively Mm -hmm. until the election day, then they have to receive due credits. Prediction. Who's going to be the candidates and who's going to win? No, not yet? I can make only one prediction. I'm not going to run. You're not going to run, which I think would make a lot of our listeners very sad because you do have a, a very unique, distinctive voice that I, I think don't you want to share. end up with uh, five yeah. votes uh, It'll myself, be between from you. myself and my family. It'll be members. between you and Ho Kyung Young to see right, who can get right, that kind of unique voting press. We're going to leave it there. Professor Huang, Dr. Bong, as always, uh, thank you very much for joining us. I uh, appreciate your time. And really, there's a long ways to go betwo- before here and the April uh, general elections, I mean, the uh, by mayoral election. So we're going to have another chance to talk about this, I'm sure, in the future. Uh, that's going to do it for our program. Our producers are Kang Jin-soo and Kim Jae-san. Our writers are An Yu-jung, Sung Eun-ji and Song Yi-won. Coming up next is Life Abroad, hosted by Na Seung-yeon. Stay tuned for that. We are going to be back at t- tomorrow, 7 a.m. Stay tuned. Enjoy the rest of your day. This has been Henry Shin. Goodbye. <laughs>